0: Twenty-one minutes after seven o'clock on this Friday morning, and uh, we, we were wondering who is the best person to speak to regarding what Jerusalem looks like in the snow. And I want to thank my friends from Keshet Israel, because they arranged for us this morning to speak with the legendary David Rubinger. David Rubinger is, of course, the uh, photojournalist who is essentially referred to as the photographer of the uh, state of Israel, uh, Shimon Peres called him the photographer of the nation in the making, and now uh, past the age of ninety, a real legend in the um, in the life of uh, the state of Israel. And of course, I would guess most famous for the photograph of the three soldiers at the Kotel Maravi the Western Wall, uh, back in 1967. A photo that has become iconic and a real important piece in Jewish history. David Rubinger, an honor to welcome you to JM and the AM. Thank you for joining me. Good morning to you all. So, what does the snow look like from a photographic standpoint in the holy city of Jerusalem?
1: Well, you're asking me in a long year. Last year, it was something to look at. <laughs> this year, it's, it's, uh, I think, uh, a little bit hysterical to talk about that. That mud, that little white mud, uh, an inch high or an inch le- less than an inch high, which uh, lasts for about five seconds. To talk about that snow is an insult to Alaska.
0: Well, it is. It's certainly an insult to Alaska. Well, the the hysteria, of course, is caused by what happened in December of 2013.
1: It wasn't so terrible. It was wonderful in December. I had half a meter of snow in my garden. It was beautiful. Everybody was happy. I don't think it was so terrible. Those people who got stranded in cars, well... They, they survived.
0: Unfortunately. No, for no, them. It's that's not true. so
1: terrible. But you know, uh, we Jews have uh, have one uh, characteristic: we need a de- daily tragedy. <laughs> if we can't have a war, we must have a storm. If we can't have a storm, we must have snowstorms. If we can't have snowstorms, we must have some. We need a tragedy every day.
0: Well, thank God you've been you've been able to document both uh, uh, tragedies. Well, but
1: that's mo- a, that's a little humorous.
0: No, I understand, uh, I understand
1: that. But, I, uh, I think the history uh, that preceded that uh, what's, what's called the terrible weather. I'm looking outside. God, it's nice and quiet. Outside. Oh,
0: imagine that. We keep getting <laughs> conflicting reports in the Holy Land. And I was going to say that, thank God, you've had the opportunity to document many wonderful things as well. David Rubinger, the uh, legendary photojournalist, is with us live via telephone from Israel. I think what you and other journalists like, the m- or other uh, f- photographers, I should say, like the most about the snow is that it's a subject that stays still. You know if you run to get your camera, it will be there when you get back. That's not always the case, right? Not in Israel. I can get my camera. The snow will be gone by the time I'm outside. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> not in the... Not, bl- yeah. Not in the not bl- a
1: climate for snow. Right. It's, it's snow here is... A, it's beautiful. And for the few... but a very, very short time, it would last.
0: Well, not in the blizzard conditions, yeah. that would say... farm palm
1: tree covered with snow is, uh, is beauty in itself.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Before we talk about some of your iconic historic photographs, so what is your favorite nature... Photograph in Israel? Would it be something up north near the Hermon? Would it be That's some- a
1: very hard question. I've been asked the question very often, and uh, my answer is also, also: Do you have children? Which one is your famous, famous favorite one? Uh, it definitely is not the one that became iconic. It's uh, it's an iconic picture, but it's not my favorite picture. As a photograph, I mean, yeah, it's I- not a great photograph. Simply, it's, it's iconic. Because the public made it iconic. It's never the photographer who creates an icon.
0: Yeah, and you're referring, of, the of course... The
1: gentleman knows that he creates an icon.
0: And you're Actually, refer- we had
1: a big argument that one day in a, in a symposium about photography at the Haifa University. And everybody said, oh, photographers create iconic pictures, blah, blah, blah. And I said, wait a moment. I can prove the opposite. No, you can't. And I said, you all know the picture of the little boy in the Warsaw Ghetto with the hands... Entry- Hands, hands up, and uh, marching, and German soldiers pointing their guns at him. The iconic picture of the Shoah. Well, who shot it? An officer in uh, in Goebbels, uh, information unit. Uh, so, does, did he want to create an icon of the of the Holocaust? No. The picture became iconic.
0: Understood. David Rubinger, the iconic photojournalist with us live via telephone on this Arab Shabbat. Uh, what, what's interesting? I read something. Uh, I read a few things about that photo that you're referring to now. as not iconic, but because of the circumstances, of course, others made it. So uh, you didn't like the fact, from a photographic point of view, that that, that there were people in the background who you know you couldn't see fully, and the angles were not what you preferred. I think you're being a little hard on yourself. No,
1: you you, you have you maybe do- I'm hard on myself. No, I mean, I'm, I'm I can't say that I don't like what that picture did for me. I mean, it's, uh, it's it's incredible. I got the Israel Prize thanks to that picture. Right. I think. But as a, from a purely photographic point of view, it is not a great picture because in pho- photography, in my opinion, a good photograph is one that has nothing in it that need not be in it. Absolutely nothing. Not one tree. Not one. Not one line. Nothing that is not essential. Now here we have three soldiers, two in awe, probably he took his helmet because he was tired and sweating, but uh, people are looking over the shoulder, half a face there, quarter of a face there. In other words, from a fo- purely photographic point of view, right. it's not can't be considered. I have other pictures which I consider much, much greater as, as photographs. Photographs.
0: Do you have have many other pictures from that day?
1: Uh, Well, you know, actually when I took that picture, I wasn't even aware that I was taking a picture. I was lying on the floor shooting, just soldiers passing by me. You know, and these three were among them. And uh, about 15 or 20 minutes later, the uh, chief rabbi of the Israeli armed forces, Major Major General Shlomo Gorin, came by. And was hoisted on the shoulders of soldiers with Torres Torah scroll in his hand and a chauffeur in the other hand. Right. And I thought this was the picture. Right. And I came home, and I remember coming home, developing the film before I ship it off to New York, and uh, sitting and looking to contact prints. and my wife stood next to me, and she said, Oh, but that's a nice picture. And she pointed the picture of the three soldiers. I said, <laughs> What? This is nothing, just three soldiers. Look, I've got a picture of Shlomo Gorin, the chief rabbi. At the Wailing Wall, chauffeur in his hand, on the on the shoulders, shoulders, and she said, "Yeah, but that's a nice picture." And it turns out she was uh, she had a better eye than I.
0: Who were you working for at that point?
1: Time magazine.
0: Time magazine. I
1: mean, it's still no time. At that time, I was still
0: working for Life too. For Life magazine. Life was still, life and, was still and and what do you think of the reunion photo forty years later? Oh,
1: <laughs> we did we did that. Uh, with the three, three soldiers. Well, the man, one in the middle, by the way, is a gynecologist, huh. the doctor. And uh, the reunion photos had a very funny... Uh, it, it was, we did a film, uh, by the way, a documentary with that picture, too. And the man in the middle, the one who's a gynecologist, young, blonde, beautiful, young guy with a with his hand, said, huh, look, now they have stolen this cotton from me again. I said, what? He said that to the interviewer. And he said, Yeah, look, if I would stand, be standing there like like that today with my helmet in my hand, I will six, sixteen rabbis would jump on me and put the Yalma kill ah. <laughs>
0: That is great. And that led and that led to actually getting together to make the photo? I'm sorry? That led to making the, the reunion photo or was done already before that point? No, 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 no. We shot that to the Union for the part of the documentary. Ah, oh, that was part of the documentary. <laughs> But that is funny. What an interesting comment. <laughs> David Rubinger is with us. He's one of the amazing, iconic personalities that we're going to meet when we head to Israel for our trip in July. Uh, what type of photographs do you show when uh, when visitors come from the United States and, and tour groups well, come to see I you? I had
1: several exhibits. Of course, I had a recent, my most recent exhibit in the States was in, in uh, Palm Beach, uh, Florida, uh, last January, exactly a year ago. And uh, Photofusion had, uh, gave me an award and I had an exhibit there. But what I'm doing now is not so much exhibits as I'm traveling around with, uh, as far as my age allows, of course, right. with a presentation which consists of 160, 130 slides, pictures, about which I tell stories, anecdotes, all from my professional life and uh, Concerning presidents, prime ministers, artists, uh, uh, painters, uh, temple people, all sorts of things. Wars, of course, all things that uh, a photojournalist uh, encounters in 60 years of his uh, of a professional life.
0: Which encounter? Inca- I'm, I'm sorry. No, which encounter between world leaders do you remember the most? Which uh...
1: Well, definitely, one of my favorite pictures is a picture that I shot in Aswan in Upper Egypt when uh, Sadat and uh, Begin were in a very intimate talk upon which I luckily gained access to it through a window and uh, they were uh, uh, Sadat was whispering in Begin's ear, and that for me is very very was very was a very telling photo because here are two leaders in a very intimate situation after four wars that had been fought between their people. Unbelievable. And that gave me a great deal of thought. Ah. Another picture that I've taken with Sadat and Begin is when Begin one day was invited to Cairo, and the dinner was given. And at the dinner, he presented to Sadat a man who had steel hook is his hand. A soldier who had lost his hand in the war against Egypt. <laughs> and Sadat so warmly embraced the man. That was very telling for me.
0: Those are amazing encounters. David Rubinger, the f- iconic Israeli photographer, you know his most famous photo, the three Israeli paratroopers at the Western Wall in 1967. He is one of the amazing personalities we're going to meet during our Keshet Israel journey to Israel coming up this summer. Uh, starting the day after Tishabov, July the 27th, we'll have a chance to meet him and see some of his incredible photographs. Uh, this coming uh, a tour to Israel in July. Um, what do you think of this era, Mister Rubinger, where because of the technology of today, so many people themselves consider themselves photographers?
1: Oh well, uh, you have a pencil. Yeah. Are you a writer?
0: Understood. But if you have a cell phone today, everyone thinks they're a photojournalist.
1: My my, uh, standard answer to this question, which is, of course, it's a legitimate uh, question, a very legitimate question. However, I always say, do you know what Shakespeare wrote with goose feather?
0: Right.
1: He wrote with goose feather. Right. Now, was there any shortage of goose feathers in Shakespeare's times? There were plenty. There were plenty. Why aren't there many?
0: Right. Only one Shakespeare. The
1: camera camera itself is only a
0: tool. Depends what you do with it. Great
1: writers have been writing with pencils, have been writing with, with, with typewriters, and are now maybe writing with word processors. It depends what they write, not what they
0: write with. Right. Excellent. Wonderful perspective. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the snow in Jerusalem, and Shabbat Shalom to you.
1: Thank you, Shabbat Shalom. If you are, if I'm still around in, Ju- in July,
0: I'm looking forward to see you. All. I appreciate that very much. I have a feeling you will be. Bezrat Hashem. David Rubiger, the iconic, historic photographer in Israel. He's one of the people we're going to be meeting during the, our journey to Israel this summer. And, uh, I figured who better to get a perspective on the outdoors in Israel this week on the snow or lack of snow, depending on where you are in Israel, than Israel's most iconic photographer and photojournalist. There he is, and I thank him very much here at JM in the AM.